This is Kyle Cord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the Debbie Debate. Welcome to the Debbie Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back tonight. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. Who <laughs> jumped up and... That's Austin Mace. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it, a stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance, they're going to say he stepped out, but I'm Felix Sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name, one, Zach F. Wilson. Screen or draw? Oh, Wilson. He's going to uncork for the end zone, and he drops it in beautifully, and it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I whacked poetic about him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time, it's Fields on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello, Columbus! 51 yards! Vernon, are you ready to go head to head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Our apologies for Kirk Street and Atlanta's time will get to rescheduled soon. And for Matt Vernon and Austin A, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. Good. It's not Eastern time, the time zone with the coolest heat waves. That means it's time for the Debbie Debate, brought to you by CampusCanton.com. Matt Bruning is here. Austin Nace is still vacationing with uh, Elon Musk. Chris Moxley is here, and I'm Felix Sharp on a glass version of tonight's show. We discuss one spring camp we are closely watching, and we break down your teams and give you our thoughts on whether they are uh, contenders or pretenders. But, boys, let's start with uh, spring camps over 80 schools have started their spring practices and we're waiting on another 70 to open uh, their spring camps in the next few weeks. Matt Bruning, which camp are you watching the closest? And I should plug here, Matthew, uh, your spring practice reports that you are doing just about daily. But of those uh, camps, which are you paying attention to the closest? There's a lot of very interesting storylines going on, and I talked a little bit about this with uh, Jared and Nate on Chasing the Natty on Monday. I, I Really, I think I'm paying really close attention to Oregon and that quarterback battle. Like, I just – what could happen with Bo Nix or Ty Thompson, whoever wins that job? Um, you know, it, it seems like it's right now. Again, they're only about a couple weeks into their practice. It's a very close battle. I imagine that they're going to continue saying that till we get to, like – late summer, early August before they really start to announce who's pulling away with that. But I think the upside with Ty Thompson and what that offense could be, 
um, is very exciting. They do get Georgia week one. I mean, I think that'd be a really fun game to watch. Who knows? Maybe Bo Nix pulls out some magic and, and is able to beat him if he does get the starting job. And even if he does, I still think Ty Thompson has a chance to work his way into the starting lineup if Bo Nix fails. But just seeing Ty Thompson come into camp, I mean, completely shredded. He's added on a bunch of muscle weight. He's talked about how he wants to be in better shape. Talking about how good he looks running and passing the ball. He's a guy that I know Colin Decker's a big fan of, as am I. Like, I'm really excited to see that Oregon team. Because, again, I, I don't know what USC is going to be this year and maybe even next year. I think Oregon and Utah are the two teams that really have a chance to capitalize and take control of the Big 12, possibly get into a playoff spot. So really excited about that Oregon team. And Seven McGee, really quick, because of him switching to receiver. And all the buzz right now is talking about he's, like, excelling in that slot role. So just kind of Oregon all together. Chris Moxley, who are you paying attention to? I like I like the Oregon call. I think that's an interesting one. I am paying attention to, and I know it's a bit homerish, but I'm really interested to see what happens in South Carolina this spring. And I say that because it's an entirely new offense. They brought in Spencer Rattler at quarterback. They brought in Antoine Wells, who's a receiver who's getting rave reviews already from uh, James Madison. They brought in Austin Stogner at tight end. This is a new offense, and I think there's a really good chance that we have um, that we have version of the Gamecocks this year than we did in 2021. Yeah, so I actually, just speaking of that, I talked about them today because I went through and read a lot of their practice stuff, and all, there's a lot of love for Spencer Rattler right now and how good he looks, which, I, I mean, I think we all could have there expected. Sh- there right? should like, be. We he know is a he's five a good star. passer. Yeah. Exactly. He's a five-star quarterback that has the arm talent. Does he have the decision-making? Does he have the attitude to lead a team and, you know, vault himself back into the first-round consideration? That's really the question for him. And then, quite frankly, is do they have the the uh, the weapons there? at South Carolina for him to throw to. I mean, that's going to be the questions. And now that Chris Moxley's mic is working. <laughs> yes. He's going to go back. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll touch really quickly on what I w- was saying when I, my mic was all messed up. Um, they're excited about Rattler. They're excited about Antoine Wells. Well, they're really excited about Antoine Wells. The reports that I'm seeing out of South Carolina, they're enamored with him. He's got that. I love, I am. I love before he even transferred in. Um, 83 catches for like 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns last year. James Madison. I think he's a guy that could be a day one impact player. I'm not sold on Josh Fan as the wide receiver one there. I think that there's a good chance it could be Antoine Wells. And this offense is going to be a lot more dynamic than it was last year with a grad assistant who transitioned back to quarterback, a D3 transfer and then a quarterback who was playing on one leg and then another quarterback who played wide receiver for the last two years that started the bowl game. This is a different offense. I'm really excited to see what they're able to do. There's a lot of excitement in Columbia around Rattler. Like Matt was saying, there's a, he's a lot more mature person. Uh, People who know him and knew him previously are saying like, he's really taking on a leadership role. He understands I, I think it was humbling for him to like be beaten out and have to go to South Carolina. Like, I, I don't think he's happy about that. And so a lot of people are saying he's a different approach this year. And I think that's going to help him and help possibly help him rebound his stock. Well, I, I definitely hope so. Cause I have a lot of uh, Spencer Rattler on my team. So um, we're going to see about that. The, the team that I'm paying attention to has to be the, the team that is also there in South Carolina. And that's Clemson uh, because of the quarterback battle between Kate, 
Cade Klubnik and uh, DJ Uyunglele. I was listening to Josh Pate this morning, I believe, and he was talking about the fact that Dabo Sweeney has mentioned if we have to see, we have to get Cade Klubnik the reps to to see. If we get in the middle of the season, we have to make a switch. We have to see what this guy is capable of. We've seen DJ Uyunglele one season as a starter, the two games in, in the COVID shortened 2020 season. Wasn't able to put it together last year. There's a lot of hype around Klubnik, and we've seen, again, we've seen Dabo pull um, Kelly Bryant for Trevor Lawrence. So um, that's the, that is the one I'm really paying attention to because if, if Cade Klubnik is inserted as a starter, you know, there's the potential for his his value to skyrocket. I mean, I think we have him as a tier two or tier three quarterback in this class. By the way, the freshman guide is out. You need to go right now and purchase it. It's $20 on the website, campstacan.com. I actually can't remember what tier we had Cade Klubnik in. I know he is not in the in the first tier, but his value could sky in the second tier. He's a, he's a yeah. tier two quarterback. His value could absolutely skyrocket if he um, uh, is inserted as the Tigers starter and throws to all those trees that they have at wide receiver. All right, boys. It's very slow. Oh, l- let's go to housekeeping here, um, real quick. Three fourteen. We relaunched the. There's so much stuff that is going on with campus2can.com. There's not a day that goes by that you guys have some sort of ridiculous announcement. Um, we relaunched the website. If you haven't checked it out, you have to check it out. We redid the website to make it more user-friendly. Colin Decker essentially built the first website himself, the second version. We went out and got help for you guys, uh, for you ladies and gentlemen, uh, to make it a, a better experience for you. So go check out the website, campusdecan.com. And tonight, right before we went live, we released the freshman and supplemental draft guide, and I've already gotten comments saying you have Emmanuel Henderson ranked where? So you need to go check that out. Even if you are not a subscriber to the website and you're doing Campus to Canton supplemental drafts, you absolutely need to have the draft guide. It's only $20, 204 pages, including miles per hour um, speed tracking data. So you can see who the athletes are in this class. Very good running back class. I really like the quarterback class. Not sure about the wide receiver class, but I also did the least amount of work on the wide receiver class. But go get the freshman and supplemental draft guide. Just $20. May 22nd. I've been saying that 2022 is going to be the year for all things uh, Devi, all things college fantasy. May 22nd, myself, Matt Hicks, Brandon Lejeune, big bro Brandon Lejeune. We are hosting the Debbie Summit. It is going to be a half-day live stream. We're going to be raising money for Ukrainian uh, relief efforts. Ukrainian uh, people have been displaced by that war. So um, you want to pay attention to to it. We're going to be raising money for a good cause. And if you are interested in anything college uh, fantasy Debbie C2C related. It's going to be the episode or the live stream event that you want to tune into. I don't think I can tease the guests, but we have some, we have some guests that are some big names uh, in the industry already confirmed. So you're going to want to tune into that. Of course, the YouTube page, Campus to Canton's YouTube page, turn into that and rates and reviews for the, uh, for the podcast, either Debbie Debate or the, the Campus to Canton. Uh, uh, 
podcast feed where you can get this show. I'm probably not as good as a good cop or bad cop uh, as as Austin. That was kind of neutral right in the middle. I wasn't very mean about it. But damn it, we haven't gotten a rate and review in a long time. So I need at least one for the next show and we'll read it on the next show. It is yeah, a mean, very slow. Like, no emotion whatsoever. Like at least Austin does something. It's either really tame. I kind of gets upset and yells. Yeah. You just kind of just like, uh, blah, blah, and just kind of went through. I I did. I, I kind of went through it because I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared uh, for tonight's show. Very slow content time. So what we did is we went and asked our Discord to send us their Devi and C2C teams that need a fixing. And so we're going to take a look at these rosters. We're going to talk about one move we would make and then label them as a contender or pretender. Everybody on the same page here? Simple enough. All right. So um, this first team was sent in to us by Woody. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, Andrew okay, Woodruff, I believe, is his his actual name. Woody in the Discord. In the Discord, become a subscriber in the, of the website, and you can join the Discord. This is a Debbie team. He didn't give us any other dynamics. So I'm going to assume. Let's assume it's a 12 team league. Superflex. I feel 12 like team Superflex. I apologize. Yeah, 12, 12 team Superflex. Super his quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson, Jordan Love, Dwayne Haskins, Jacob Eason. His running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, Keyshawn Vaughn, Samaje P. Ryan, Jeremy McNichols, and then Hill and Evans. I don't even know who Hill and Evans are. Who is that? Y'all don't know. It must be uh, Dar- Dar- Darrington Evans Hill. and Kylan Hill. Oh. Kylan Hill and Darrington Evans. Oh, Kylan Hill. Or, or, okay. I think it's Darrington Evans. I don't know how you say it. He used to be in Tennessee. I don't know yes, if he's yes. still there who- anymore. Gotcha. Just cut this week. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Wide receivers: Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool, Mike Evans, Nico Collins, Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson. Oh, for the Chiefs was the um, Chiefs. I don't. I think he's not with the Chiefs anymore, but he was with the Chiefs. I'm thinking of Demarcus, uh, the running back for uh, for Florida. Anyway, uh, Amir Smith, Marset, Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar. Amari Rogers, Jalen Darden, Scott Miller. You know, Matt, it really would have helped me if you put first and last names on this. Sheet. I could have read the team she, teams. I know who all that the players are. Like, if you want me to read the teams, I will read I'll the teams. This. I got this here. I'm a professional. Tight ends: Pat Fryer, Muth. Uh, uh, actually, who? Uh, you go ahead. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Tight ends: Pat Fryer, Muth, Dalton Schultz, Irv Smith. Anthony Ferkser and Josiah DeGuara, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. All right, the Debbie squad, Caleb Williams, Grayson McCall, uh, Tyler Buchner, Cade Klubnick, Kyle McCord, Travion Henderson, Sean Tucker, Devin Neal, Trevor Etienne, freshman Trevor Etienne. Go ahead and see uh, what his pro, how his profile reads. Eric Gray, Marvin Harrison Jr., C.J. Williams, another freshman, uh, Zay Flowers, Jaden Reed, and Brock Bowers. Matthew, what is one move you would make with this team? <sighs> I'm really torn with this team because I feel like he has a good core. I feel like he needs to get another wide receiver and probably a quarterback. Like, I don't know. Watson, I think, is probably going to be good for hopefully another five to possibly ten years. So, like, maybe you get Caleb Williams at some point coming in there as your QB, two. But Jordan Love, I think, kind of lost all his value now with Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers. If I could... I would move Caleb Williams and Sean Tucker to get a quarterback and a like tier two wide receiver. I, I don't know who the quarterback would be per se. I think you could move like a, I honestly think you could move a Caleb Williams and get like, 
one of the rookies, Sam Howe, Matt Corral, Malik Willis, any of the ones that you're high on, and then maybe somebody else because Caleb Williams has so much value. And De- with him going back with Lincoln Riley, there's many people who consider him the third best quarterback in Debbie right now behind Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I don't have him there, so I'd be willing to move him high now. Maybe you wait. He goes out and smashes at USC. But him and Tucker, because I like Sean Tucker a lot. I have some concerns about him going to the NFL level, but there's a lot of people who really like Sean Tucker, and he's also rated very highly. So for me, those would be the two guys that I would try and pair and move to get yourself like another quarterback and a wide receiver, Uh, maybe even a Zay Flowers. He's a guy that I know a lot of people like. I just don't think helps your wide receiver core at all. Like I, and not just because he plays for the Steelers, like I think Chase Claypool is widely overrated. So when I'm looking at his team here, Really, the only wide receivers I like are Mike Evans and and Michael Pittman, and I don't know that that's enough to win you something, but his running backs are so good, having Taylor, Gibson, and Elijah Mitchell for at least the next couple years. Um, And then, obviously, he's got Travion coming up the pipeline. So I would try and make a move to get a, a like, high-end QB2 and then a wide receiver two. I just – I don't – I didn't really think of any good names that I could pair with it, but just kind of go into those tiers. And Chris Moxley, I'm interested to see what your move is, is because the thing about this team that I see is it's running back is the strength and and wide receiver appears to be a definite weakness. Quarterback seems to be a definite weakness. He has a relatively strong Debbie team. I but I hate hate it when the running back position is um the the strength of my team because it just feels like an like I have a very short window to win and so in I would kind of want to make some moves to maybe maybe trade one of these running backs but I'm interested to hear what your move is yeah so my move is actually moving on from Mike Evans so I I'm a little bit wary of Mike Evans heading into the next couple seasons, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's a physical wide receiver. His play style doesn't age super well like you've seen. Um, a lot of those types kind of fall off by the time they hit age 30. So I'm a little – so I'm trying to move Mike Evans. I'm trying to get younger too because I think this team can compete in the next couple of years based on who they're bringing up for in the Debbie Pup line. Like you said, Trayvon Henderson, Caleb Williams, Brock Bowers. Like those are a lot of really interesting pieces. And I think they could lead to competing. I would – so here's what I here's what I would do personally. I would move Mike Evans for Quentin Johnston, who's a 2023 wide receiver going to TCU. I think he's a fantastic athlete, a really productive player this year in your CFF team. Um, but also from a Debbie perspective, I think he's a guy who's going to be drafted round one or early round two. I'd also try to get a tier two running back in this year's class. I think a guy like Tra- Trevante Citizen is a good target. Trevante Citizen is someone who I think can – be productive at Miami, and I think he has the skill set to be drafted in the NFL draft. And then I just would throw out a – I would ask for, like, a cheap wide receiver. Something cheap in the Brandon Cooks tier of players, the Robert Woods tier of players. Those are players who will provide you similar production to Mike Evans, where if you want to try to push the chips in and compete a little bit this year, just get someone who has less value. And, and so you could play, I think, both sides of this coin if that's the way that you want to head – but overall, I think I'm moving a guy like Mike Evans, uh, getting an elite Debbie wide receiver, and then a speculative running back. I think that's the way to move forward with an aging asset like that, especially for this team. I mean, obviously, if you put it in here, you think that you can make this trade. I don't think you can trade Mike Evans for Quentin Johnston. I think you can. Bro- Brooding, do you think you can? 
I mean, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask because I I constantly think Mike Evans is overrated. So I wouldn't do that trade. Like if someone asked me, I, I'd, I'd be I'd want Quentin Johnston. I mean, I would. I, would too. I think you could do it. I don't even think you can trade Mike Evans for Quentin Johnston straight up. I mean, he's 2023 eligible, potential first round pick. I don't think that you can trade. Uh, listen, I'm we're going to be democratic about this. I just put this on the poll. So go to uh, Debbie Debate on Twitter and answer the poll. See if you would, if you had Quentin Johnston, would you trade him for Mike Evans straight up? I honestly don't think that you can make that trade. I mentioned I mentioned earlier that I thought this team was a little bit upside down. Now. You there's a running back pipeline here. You have Travion Henderson uh, in the fold. You have Sean Tucker, you know, based on size, he might be a thing. Devin Neal is there. I think I would consider trading Jonathan Taylor to back up and, and add a potential elite wide receiver talent. So I would trade Jonathan Taylor for Jameer Gibbs and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I think that you could actually make that trade potentially even get getting a second wide receiver there added on. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's value is ridiculous. And, and Jameer Gibbs, he's going to be somebody who catches 50 balls when he gets in the NFL. I mean, he might absolutely blow up this year. Um, so you take a slight step down, but Jameer Gibbs has that pass catching ability and uh, in Jackson Smith and Jigba, potential potential round one wide receiver. Go ahead, Matt. I don't know that you could make that trade though, because it, I don't I, think you could either. <laughs> I, so I think you could like, and I, I this is crazy to me. I I legitimately think like you could do Jonathan Taylor for JSN straight up. You could not add Jameer Gibbs in there. JSN no, has I'm, so you much could, value right that. now. I'm putting it that. on the poll. I'm no, no. I, if I'm Taylor, I'm not doing that. I'm saying like if you're the JSN owner, that's what they would want. They would not add Jameer Gibbs in. No, I do not think they would. I don't JSN know if they would add Jameer so Gibbs in, but they would right not. Now. No chance that a team would move Jameer Gibbs for or uh, either side of that trade. Like I don't think a JSN owner is asking for Jonathan Taylor, and I don't think Jonathan right. Taylor owner. I think he would scoff if you if I was a Jonathan Taylor owner and someone offered me JSN, I would laugh in their face. No, I agree with you. I'm saying like I, you couldn't put those two together. You have a better shot of moving because like to me, Jameer Gibbs is nowhere close to the value of Jonathan Taylor. The closest person is JSN. So I'm saying like if you were to pick one, it would have to be Taylor JSN. You could not put both of them together. I don't think. Just my, me all personally, right, well, I don't think you could do that trade. We're, all right, I'm going to put that one on the poll here too when I get a second and see. I think that you could make this trade for what it's worth. Chris's trade is already losing is they would not trade um, Mike Evans for um, – for, uh, I'm looking at a 50-50. not get Quentin Johnston for Mike for – Mike. oh, it's 50. He probably just voted on it. <laughs> so, uh, All right. Um, Matthew, contender or pretender and tell me why. Uh. I mean, I think it's a contender because he's got to make – oh, shit. No, I should say pretender because I think you've got to make two moves at least, in my opinion, to make it a contender. So right now it's a pretender. But I don't think it's far off from being a contending team. They don't have a quarterback. What are you talking about? I mean, it, they don't have a wide receiver one. Mike Evans. We have no idea if Deshaun Watson is going to play this year. I know that he's all the – buzz right now but and he might might get suspended for half the season this is abs- i'm sorry i'm jumping out of order here this is absolutely a pretender running back is the strength but that's the only yeah. strength and that's not going to carry you in a super flex league doesn't have a qb2 this is absolutely a pretender yeah even after pretender. making a trade yeah there's there's a lot of work that this team needs to get to contention um and a lot of that is selling older wide receivers like mike evans odell 
anything that you can probably get for Pittman or Claypool, I'd probably be making those moves. But yeah, this team's not, it's just not ready to compete quite yet. But I do like the Debbie assets a lot on this team. So I think it's coming. They just need to line up in terms of your window. Let's move on here to team two. Um, all right, here's the roster. This, this, yep, this was submitted by, by Robbie. By Robbie, uh, the quarterbacks are Josh Allen. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me read this intro here. So it's a three-team dispersal Devi league, twelve-team super flex tight end premium. Um, all right, so here we go. The roster is Josh Allen, Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, Jacob Eason. His uh, Devi players. He's got Quinn Ewers, Preston Stone, and JT Daniels. I think that that's a really strong. Uh, quarterback, developmental quarterback, and an okay uh, on the um, uh, NFL side. The running backs are Elijah Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, Kylan Hill, Marlon Mack, Jeremy McNichols, Jared Patterson, Larry Roundtree, Trey Sermon, Tyson Williams, Mac, uh, Max Borgie. Uh, in the pipeline, the Debbie pipeline, you got Will Shipley, Nicholas Singleton. Speaking of freshmen, go ahead and look and see uh, what we've said about Nicholas Singleton and where we have him ranked. And John Emery Jr., and uh, at wide receiver, we've got C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Zach Pascal. I'm not going to read the rest of these here. At, um, in the pipeline, we've got Parker Washington and Josh, Josh Downs. And at tight end, he uh, he has Cole Komet, Brevin Jordan, Harrison Bryant, Foster Moreau, David Njoku, Donald Parham, and one Michael Mayer in the pipeline. Matthew, what's one move you would make here? <sighs> All right, so... Running back, I think, is kind of his weakness. I like his wide receivers. I think you're betting a whole lot on the upside, though, in his top three. Like, I think DK is still going to be good, but he just lost Russell Wilson. Don't know who his quarterback. If it's Drew Locke, I don't love DK. Jerry Judy, you're really hoping Russell Wilson raises him because he really hasn't done much since being in the NFL. And CeeDee Lamb is now the perceived one in Dallas, but has yet to really have that breakout. But running back is really, I think, his biggest need. I think I'm shipping off Will Shipley or Nicholas Singleton to get somebody there because I mean Elijah Mitchell's good. He's I think a probably high end two, maybe low end one. So if I can move him, I'm trying to think of what Singleton. Maybe if you can pair like a Singleton and Parker Washington, could you get Javante Williams? You think? No, I know Javante like ranks so highly right now. I don't think maybe don't J.K. Think so. Dobbins, who I know is yeah, kind of on down, who I think gives you again the same thing, probably right right around the same value as Elijah Mitchell. So I think that helps shore up your your running back core. And then wide receivers, man, like they're okay. I just I hate. I feel like you, you're you're betting so much as I said on upside there. If I could move Josh Downs for T. Higgins. Maybe like a Terry McLaurin. You don't think you get T. Higgins? I feel like people are still down on T. Higgins. I think you get Terry because McLaurin. of Jamar Chase. Mike, I think you could maybe get Terry McLaurin. I don't think you could get T. Higgins. If I could get one of those two guys, if I had to add a little something to get um, to get Higgins, I would do that to just kind of help boost that wide receiver core. But I think if they can make one trade to get that running back, I think they're they're easily a contender because the, the wide receivers could all break with those with those top three guys that he has. Chris Moxley. That, yeah, I was going to say, that's that's interesting. Um, my move for this team is to trade Jerry Judy for Zach Evans, the running back at Ole Miss. I think that running back is obviously a need for this team. Getting one in 2023 would be a, a huge win. 
I had questions about Judy. I also have questions about Zach, Zach Evans. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but I do think that he's a guy who could potentially be around two running back. He's dynamic. He When he came into uh, college, I believe he was the RB1 in his class above Bijan. And so this is a guy who has had some questions off the field, but I, I still think he's very talented. He was a very impressive and limited time at TCU. And shipping a guy like Judy for him, I think you can pull it off. Judy still carries a lot of name value, and I think that that helps your team long term. I don't think this team is re- quite ready to compete yet, and that is why I'm willing to sacrifice a year of NFL production to then bring Zach Evans on and really ramp up because I think DK and CeeDee Lamb are two players who you could build your wide receiver core around and then fill in the fill in the other pieces with like older veterans who will give you a top 24 wide receiver season, but nobody likes. No, I'm sorry. Jerry Judy just got Russell Wilson, Chris Moxley. He's going to be at least a wide receiver, too. The only weakness on this team is the running back position, and they just got two very valuable freshmen in Quinn Ewers and Nicholas Singleton. I would – and you guys – I guess we're just going to put everything on the poll today. I would trade Quinn Ewers and Nicholas Singleton, and I think you could get B. John Robinson plus some wide receiver, throw in a wide receiver there. Now, the reason why I'm saying B. John Robinson is because then you have this young stud running back to go with these young wide receivers. You got a wide receiver. I mean, that wide receiver core of Lamb, DK, and Judy is very good. Josh Allen at quarterback. I mean, you can uh, you use Carson Wentz and Davis Mills as your number two. You put B. John Robinson with Mitchell and Ramondre Stevenson. This is a contending team. So that's the next question. Is it a pretender or a contender? You make this trade, and this is a contender. My issue with that – go ahead, Moxley. No, I was going to say I think this team is multiple pieces away from being a contender. I I don't trust Carson Wentz or Davis Mills to carry me as a wide receiver, too. I think Josh Allen's an incredible – or wide receiver, too, quarterback, too. I think Josh Allen is an incredible quarterback one, so you might be able to get by with it, but not if you have holes at running back. Elijah Mitchell is the only guy that I would ever consider starting. The rest of these players are not guys that I, that would grace my, a lot of them are waiver fodder to be fair. There's not an RB2 I like. There's not an RB3 I like. Um, I like both Lamb and DK, but I don't think that they're going to be productive enough to carry your team. Um, and I, I mean, I like Judy, but like I have a lot of questions about what his role is going to be. Like, there's a lot of volume to go around. This, you need running backs to win championships. Period. In dynasty, you cannot win yeah. without running backs. This team does not quite is not quite there yet. And I think they can be. Yes, it is. Little... With between Mitchell, Ramondre, and if you add, I'm telling you, if you, what, I guess I'm, I'm considering my trade here. If what they is added Ramondre John Robinson in 2023? So, so it's not ready to compete right Ramondre now. Stevenson is a top 12 dynasty running back right now. Oh, Jesus. Let's, Wait, let's pump the brakes there. Whoa, like, whoa, heaven whoa, help whoa. us. That's a poll. That's a poll. I was about to say something to like, I didn't want to bring Petty Felix out. I do think Ramondre can be placed into the RB2 role because he's going to get run with Damian Harris. We've seen that they've been willing to do that with him. I don't know about top 12 asset. He's probably a top 24 running back. So that fits there. My issue with your trade is if you lose Quinn Ewers, you have nothing at quarterback after Josh Allen. Like, there's a realistic shot Davis Mills and Carson Wentz are not starting after this season. Where if you get Quinn Ewers and sporting my guy Austin here, I know agrees with Y'all putting a lot of eggs. Y'all putting a lot of eggs in this damn Quinn Ewers basket. 
If, this dude, we never seen play. Hits, what about the like RB1 Ramondre Stevenson basket? That basket's getting real yeah, heavy. RB2. Things. RB2. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a top 12 play. RB. I mean, like, he's, he's not, not, he's not even a top 24 really RB. But I think he could be top 24 just because I like Harris a lot, but I'm a little bit worried about how, like, often he's really kind of like the all guy. Did, all they did was only lose their top two Pro Bowl guards this year. I mean, that's true. All but right. They brought um, in uh, what's his name? Joe Judge is the offensive coordinator. I don't know if that dude knows how to even call plays. So I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot. I'm not saying that this team is a contender this year. I'm saying in 2023, if they make my trade, they're they are a uh, <laughs> they are a Austin jumping in the chat to take some jabs. Uh, they are a uh, this team would be a, a contender. All right, let's move on here to our third team. This is from Fiegel, who again is also. One of our biggest supporters here. Matthew, can you break this one down? Because this is on three different yeah. pages. Yeah, so he sent us like his entire Debbie squad here. So his quarterbacks are Sam Howe, CJ Stroud, Quinn Ewers, Haynes King, DJU, Cam Newton, and Dwayne Haskins. Running backs, Jace McClellan, Kyron Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Tank Bigsby, Travion Henderson, Kevin Harris, Donovan Edwards, Relique Brown, Marshawn Lloyd, Jalen Berger, Ty Johnson, Kane, uh, the Minnesota Vikings running back, Damian Williams, Samaje P. Ryan. You still have Darius Geis roster. Good for you. Uh, Demetric Felton, Brandon Bolden, Gary Brightwell. Tight ends, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Conklin, David Njoku, Max Williams, CJ Uzama, Noah Gray, Ricky Seals-Jones, Luke Farrell, and Samus Reyes, and then wide receivers, Drake London, JSN, Jordan Addison, George Pickens, Mark, Marvin Mims, Rakeem Jarrett, Justin Ross, Jermaine Burton, Ja'Cory Brooks, Agai Hall, Damon Damas, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Nico Collins, Dayami Brown, I can't see those last two guys there. Matt, Sean let's Bateman go slow with – let's go slow. Let's take this one slow because there, this is a very deep roster, and uh, we can take it position by position and talk about strengths and weaknesses. So this is a team that Fiegel – I think it's very obvious that he is rebuilding. He only has two NFL quarterbacks, and those are – those are Cam, that's Cam Newton and Dwayne Haskins. Now, he also has two 2022 first-round picks. We don't know when those are. Um, but you look at his Debbie players – well, and Sam Howell is going to be an NFL quarterback. We don't know what draft capital he's going to get. But he's got C.J. Stroud, and he's got Quint Ewers in the pipeline. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, how do we feel, Mox, uh, Matt, how do we feel about the, the quarterback position? Does he need to make any moves there? Or is he going to be okay in the future? Because this is obviously a rebuild. If he's rebuilding, I think he's perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not even the biggest guy on Stroud, and I still think he's a high-end QB, too. And again, we just talked about how high I am on Quinn Ewers. If Quinn Ewers hits and C.J. Stroud does as well, he's going to be fine. He's going to have to wait at least a year or two years to get Quinn and C.J. both together, obviously. But he's also got Sam Howe, who I still think has a shot to be a really good QB, too. I think he's getting hate on a lot because he's been picked apart. He's getting that prospect fatigue stuff, I think, in my opinion. So I think he's got three really good quarterbacks at the end of the day, and Quinn, Sam Howe, and C.J. So I think he's fine alone there. That's not even counting if Haynes King ends up doing something or you know, heaven forbid DJU actually returns to what we thought he was at the beginning of last season, and he's really going to have a good quarterback room. The, the, let's say you know those. Let's say that those first round picks are in the top, five, you know, maybe one at five, one at eight or so. This is one where I would, 
I would probably lean quarterback because he can be patient with the development of a Matt Corral if Matt Corral gets the requisite draft capital or Malik Willis if he falls. So um, I think that this team construction for the future could be really, really good. Running back. The core of this running back core is Jameer Gibbs, Tank Bigsby, uh, Travion Henderson, Donovan Edwards. There's nothing, there's absolutely nothing in the NFL. Chris Moxley, this feels, I I feel like you don't have to do anything here. You just have to wait. Yeah, you you really do just have to wait and, and like see what happens. I think I would, and I, this is true for the quarterback position too. I think that I would consider making moves for like QB2s or RB2s that are already in the NFL that are young enough. So like, and I know this is, it feels like a dirty word to say, but like, I think you could get Kirk Cousins kind of cheap and he's going to be starting in the NFL for another like five or six years. And he still aligns with your team. Like, I, your I team? disagree with you. See, I disagree I, with I, you vehemently. I am still trying to add, I, I am not Why? ready. To Why are you team? adding Kirk Cousins to a team that has no chance to win a championship? Like zero, none whatsoever. I, then you're then you're starting NFL quarterbacks are Cam Newton and Kirk Cousins. I think, like I just, do you think the reason do you I think agree Kirk with Cousins Felix is no, I was gonna say, do you think Kirk Cousins is starting the NFL in five years? Because I do. No. I don't. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, do. I don't I don't think that's like I don't, so, I'm I, one of Kirk Cousins' biggest supporters, and I kind of feel like if you do that, you're being exactly like the Minnesota Vikings and just continuing to be like middle of the pack where at least with this, you've already got you know you've got a good core on the way. And if your team, no offense, like just sucks for the next year or so, you're still gonna get high end picks, and that's exactly what I want. I don't want Kirk Cousins to win me enough games to bump me up to like one five or one six in the draft. And he he won't. I you there are two, I think two probably two quarterbacks that come out of this this Debbie roster. And one is CJ Stroud, and the other is either Sam Howell or Quinn Ewers. And I don't think you're going to get three. I think that the odds are probably within two. I'd like to see an NFL quarterback that may, maybe it's not Kirk Cousins. Maybe Kirk Cousins is a bad example. Maybe I want to go out and acquire Baker Mayfield, who's still young, and I think is going to start for a couple more years. Like those are the type of players that I want to be adding. So like maybe Kirk is a little too old, but I but a guy like Baker Mayfield, like that's super undervalued. He's someone that I would add to this yeah. roster. And, I, and so I could go with that out of out of value. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to trade for him. I, I mean, maybe one I, of those I mean, 2022 first round so picks. Honestly, I think what you do at this point, you could trade like nothing for Baker, even in a super flex yeah. league. Yeah, I think you could trade like some of these fringe running backs too. Like, I, I think I would be okay moving. Um, like if you could get Jason McClellan, Donovan Edwards, like packaging those guys up for like NFL starters. Like I think that I think this team needs some of that at some point. Like you can't just rely on the Debbie pipeline to fill out your roster because Jason some of these McClellan guys are has no value. I, Why not? McClellan has no value. It depends who you ask. Trust me, he's going. He is going like top seven, six, seven rounds of campus Canton ADP. He has value. With as good as his wide receiver core is, why not pair like a Rashad Bateman or Brandon Ayuk with like a Marvin Mims or someone who's ranked a little bit lower and grab? I, so, like, I don't have an issue with them getting Kirk Cousins. Like, I see Mike in the chat. I like Kirk Cousins. I'm a big proponent of QB twos matter, and I agree. He's finished as a QB one the five of the past six years. I just don't know what future he has outside of Minnesota. That's what I'm worried about. Like, he's got one more year with them. I don't think they re-sign him. 
So does another team take a chance on him? I think you're betting a lot on that. That's what I'm worried about. Don't don't Let's, focus on the Kirk Cousins aspect of uh, of things, right? Let's well, I'm focus. just answering my yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Add NFL players is my advice for this roster. You have so many high-end Debbie assets that you can make moves to acquire young NFL players that are more proven that align with your timeline still because you're probably two years away. Get guys who are in their 24-25 range at quarterback, tight end. Like Those are players who are still going to produce for you, and I think that's the way to go. You can't just rely on Debbie. Debbie, as much as I like a lot of these players. I, I agree with you, but I think that the players that you are considering as potential Debbie trade assets will not get you the NFL players that you believe that they will that they will get you. See. Let's let's go here to, to the wide receiver core really quick here. Um, the core on the NFL side, decent wide receiver core. DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Ayuk, newly uh, top three wide receiver, Christian Kirk. That's probably the uh, the core of that wide receiver core. And then very good Debbie uh, uh, pipeline. Drake London, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims, George Pickens, Rakeem Jarrett, uh, Jermaine Burton, Agai Hall, Andrew Corey Brooks are there. You got to think of one, think that one of the, the Alabama wide receivers are there. Chris Moxley, I feel like this wide receiver core is already strong enough. Or is there a pair of guys that you would try to trade up for and what kind of NFL asset are you looking for? I, yeah, I, I, I really like this wide receiver room. I actually think it's strong in the NFL and um, on the Debbie side. Like I would be pairing some of your Debbie wide receivers to acquire um, probably depth at other positions, even if they're Debbie assets. Like I'd be move, I'd be looking to move a guy like Jordan Addison. Maybe if I could get, I don't know if you could get a Zach Evans, but I mean like maybe a tier two running back that is kind of interesting um, because he, he's a lot of value, maybe pairing a Jai Hall and Ja'Cory Brooks for an up-and-coming 2025 running back. I think you could do those sorts of things. I think there's enough value in the wide receiver room where you can add players to other positions to round out depth, because this is a good wide receiver room. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it a step further. Now, Grant, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on the quarterbacks than you are, Moxley. I would actually trade Pickens in London now. Because I do think they are pretty peak value after the combine and pro days. And his wide receiver core is already so young as it is on the NFL side that, like, I don't think you're losing much in having that, you know, the DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. I mean, I even think Deami Brown has a chance to have a good year now with Carson Wentz. There's a lot of talk about how he looked good at the end of the season. It was injuries more that held him back. You've got Brandon Ayuk, who I think is in for him, Rashad Bateman, who I still think is going to be a good wide receiver. So you've got a really good NFL core there, and that's all pretty much young, too. You don't have an aging guy there. Trade a Drake London and a George Pickens and get yourself those running backs that Moxley was talking about. I think you could take a London and get one of the running backs even in this class. You could probably get a Brees Hall or an Isaiah Spiller or a Kenneth Walker and just do a one-for-one swap there. Now you've got a rookie running back you can build on. Maybe George Pickens and you meant – Felix mentioned a couple of the other guys pair George Pickens with one of those other Debbie asset guys to get another running back, a guy who, you know, I'm a big fan of that I think is being a little bit like lessened in value, a Nick Chubb, who I think could also help you this year. Maybe the next couple of years, he, he signed to Cleveland for another three seasons. Like his wide receiver core is so good. And I think you can move those other pieces without having to move a JSN who I would try and keep at, at all possible. And, and even Ja'Cory Brooks, who I think has a chance to break out this year. Like you can move a couple of those guys, the Drake London, George Pick and George Ad- Jordan Addison and get yourself some good running backs. And all of a sudden this becomes a really good NFL roster as well, while you're waiting for Quinn Ewers and CJ Stroud to kind of break out or join your NFL side. 
All right. Um, I think we're going to keep doing this in the Discord. So if you are a member of the website, we are, I don't know if it's going to be tonight because we do have the after show, but um, later on this week, we will hop in the, the Discord and open it up and talk about teams. I like this exercise because I didn't realize that there were going to be so many disagreements about how to build these teams. So, um, all right, let's bring, let's bring my boy, let's bring my boy, Mike and Mike, um, you have been handling the after show. What can we, what can we expect this week on the after show tonight? And this is the part where, where you talk. All right. Welcome to, uh, welcome to the upcoming after show here. We're calling it we're calling it off mic now. Just want to give you guys a heads up what's going on. We're going to bring on a big wide receiver guy. He's a sensation for Campus to Canton. We're going to talk about just, you know, about him, how he got into the space, how he got to Campus to Canton. I'm going to do a little segment called Slacking in School. We're going to talk about the official. We're going to talk about, obviously, freshman wide receivers, as his name insinuates. And unlike some people on this podcast, big wide receiver guy has more range than Ohio State fans, and he can also talk about running backs. That's right. That's going to be on the after show. All right. So there's a preview there from Mike. Uh, Mike has been running the after show and doing an excellent job. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, go to the website, check out all the content around the campus to Canton family. Of course, check out the, um, the podcast feed. Give us a rate and review. All right. That's going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk Herbstreet. We ran out of time. We will get him rescheduled soon for Matt Bruning and Chris Moxley. I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. Side of the field, intercepted by Eli Apple at the 25. And Apple will go to the ground at the 32, and that's it. Ohio State national champions for the eighth time as they defeat Oregon 42 to 20. Here's Tua, stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Alabama, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama, and the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain, their fifth national championship in nine years, their 17th overall. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks at the end zone. Hunter and Bell caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. Hill. Just in front of his end zone, has a man out there, it is Ranger, and he's off to the races, nobody will catch him! <laughs> 93 yards for the freshman! He made the adjustments in the second quarter. Dobbins again, more than 10 yards per carry, he'll add to that! Goodbye. Touchdown, Ohio State. From 52 yards.